McDonald's chicken isn't just any chicken. It's chicken worth crossing the road for. It's tender, it's juicy, and now it's just $2. That's right. Now you can order six pieces of classic chicken McNuggets made with all white meat for just $2. And if you can't believe this amazing deal, add any size soft drink to your order for just a dollar more. Yep, your meal just got even better. Thanks to McDonald's one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. A la carte only. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to another epic edition of the Jerry Jones Show. Hosted by Jerry Jones, along with his sidekick, Kevin Anderson. Each and every episode is guaranteed to increase your profits and decrease your stress in dentistry. Welcome to the show. One of the challenges that I've that I've noted with working with dentists um, over the last almost 20 years or over 20 years is a is a it's a mental block. Um, and most dentists are trained, and I think I don't know if it's an inherent um, block that they have or if it's something that sort of gets implanted into them when they're in dental school. Uh, I, I'm not really sure, but I, I've noticed this a lot. Um, a doctor will say, uh, let's say they listen to all the advice you give them, and then they literally have this wall that goes up that just says, well, I can't manage it all myself. I just, you know, I'll, they'll, or they'll go and get Infusionsoft, and they'll take all these steps to get it going, um, like purchases. You know, purchases are easy, but when it comes time to sitting down and analyzing, you know, what do I stand for as a dentist? What do, what do I want, what do I want to say that is going to differentiate me among other dentists in my community, um, or, or what gives me the right as a dentist to announce that I am, you know, this incredible celebrity? Uh, all these mental challenges, that these mental blocks that go up um, that prevent success. I mean, this is all. Uh, I'll refer to my friend Lee Miltier, and this is all her woo-woo mindset crap that she is so good at fixing. Um, have you had those challenges where you've where you've li- listened to all this great advice and you've gone to do something and you've made a purchase even and you've got significant bucks on the ground because you know starting Infusionsoft isn't cheap. I mean it's not expensive; it's actually a bargain, but it isn't cheap. Um, how have you dealt with those kinds of challenges? Or and if you haven't had them yourself, how would you coach a fellow dentist to overcome the mindset challenge? Because you've identified what to do the first two steps they take, and you've sent them to Infusionsoft, which is exactly the right thing to do. How do you get them over well, I think anyone that says, yeah, anyone that says they don't have a mindset uh, issue occasionally is either lying or just completely out of touch with themselves. So, <laughs> of, of course I have this, and one is that I think too many of us confuse activity for accomplishment. So we buy something and go, well, I got that done, and then it sits on the shelf. I mean, literally – you know, I, I have a habit of collecting books, and I have an extensive library, thousands of books. Um, I subscribe to over 30 different journals. I read four newspapers a day, and there's days where I go, you know, i got to stop buying these books because, you know, i got a, I got a backlog of like 20 <laughs> that i got to get through. And by Are the way, we read my office them. right now? You know, so this is this is – I mean, this is the entrepreneur's dilemma and the people who want to push forward. I think if you study, I don't want to get too deep on this, but if you, if you study Kathy Colby, whose father also invented a great test uh, called the Wonderlick that I think the NFL still uses for cognitive assessment, uh, dentists, most dentists skew on the side of being what Kathy would call a fact finder or someone who needs a lot of data and doesn't take a lot of risks. Now, I personally think that's good. I don't want a dental surgeon or a general surgeon 
or a plastic surgeon who takes a lot of risks. I don't want them to come into the OR and say, you know, today, let's try it this way just for fun. Uh, they have to be usually very disciplined and great at compiling large amounts of data. So most dentists skew to the side of almost being crippled by acquiring data. And most of it, most of them probably are listening right now are laughing because in their office there are a stack of journals, just like I mentioned. There are a stack of books. And we get this kind of analysis paralysis, if you will. That's one component. The second, and we'll come back to like how you get over that. The second is even with the best of intentions and getting past confusing activity for accomplishment, dentists will bring a new tool back, they'll bring a new system back, or they'll bring a new piece of technology, and their staff goes into resistance mode. They've seen Dr. Smith go off to the, to the CE event before and come back on a Monday saying, oh, we're going to start doing this. Here's how we're, we're going to change the perio program. We're going to change how we're doing the laser. We're going to change labs. We're going to change whatever. And the staff goes, you know, if we just wait them out for a few weeks, either consciously or subconsciously, mm -hmm. they know probably they can resist. Most, I think almost all workers in America, if you ask them and said, you know, are you overworked? Very few people would say, no, I feel like you should probably give me a little bit more. Uh, whether they are or not, most of us feel like at the end of the day that we're tired. So a lot of staff will say, you know, this seems like a little bit more for me to do, and that we've seen him do this 20 times before. So I'm not so sure that we really want to change the perio program. We don't want to change the laser or the lab or anything. We want to do it the way we've always done. So we're very resistant to change. Getting mindset right really comes down to, in my opinion, uh, getting so frustrated, so defeated, so tired, and so pissed off that you finally say enough is enough, right? And so for me, I'm obviously very stubborn and very thick-headed because it took my entire staff walking out on me for me to wake up. That's when we really got serious about automating a lot of systems. And it was, you know, it was such a life-changing moment for me. Once you see the results, you'll never go back. And so every dentist asks me, how can you – how can you afford to do all this? How do you find the time to do all this? And my answer is always the same. If I could do it without it, I would. Yeah. But the results I get dictate that I do all the things I do because if you saw the results, you'd want to do them too. So that's how you get your mindset right, in my opinion. Or you find someone like Lee Miltier who's brilliant, and you go follow her and you get your mindset right with her kind of help kicking you in the rear end along the way. So um, that would be... Yeah. That would be my advice. So a significant emotional event. Um, I mean, that's that's usually what precipitates change and forces change and, and pushes us to change our MO. Um, you know, and, and sometimes it's a financial event. Sometimes it's a, uh, a financial event that creates an emotional event. Sometimes it's a, an event like you've des described where your team walks out on you. Um, you know, that creates, uh, that puts you in a position where you can't sit still. You know, action is action is required. Um, you know, passing is not an option. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I I like that. That's a that's a great explanation. Um, <clears throat> what's been your biggest challenge dealing with going from zero to seventy five hundred patients? What uh, is there anything outside of what you've described that is was maybe a, a shock to you that you you thought may I wasn't expecting this? It kind of parallels with the mindset thinking. You know, kind of getting stuck. And where do I take the next step? You know, for most of most of the dentists on the call, uh, 
if they haven't said it before, they've at least thought it, which is, you know, if I want this done right, I'm going to have to do it myself. So the biggest challenge for me is now as the owner of a business with almost 50 employees in four different locations spread out over 40 miles, and now also coaching people from nine different countries, is learning how to let go. And every time I let go of not a task but an entire responsibility. So right now our director of operations who ran a hospital system that saw over I think 500 employees in five different hospitals. And so our, our, our operation is probably a bit of a joke to him because it's quite small. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's in the process of hiring two new doctors. And I haven't met them. I haven't arranged for their travel. I haven't negotiated with them. I haven't given them anything other than our system. So we have a system in place for hiring people. And that came out of the frustration of me taking like 20 weeks to find someone, you know, because I would do an interview over lunch for like five weeks with individual people. We have a system that gets it done very quickly. He runs that entire system because I've delegated the responsibility to that individual. Uh, And so I think for me the biggest kind of challenge in growing a business, growing a practice that's run like a business, is getting out of your own way and trusting your key team members to get the results and knowing ahead of time that eventually – occasionally they're going to fall flat on their face, and guess who else has fallen flat on his face a million times? Me. So that was my kind of biggest biggest challenge was learning how to delegate and learning how to become really kind of a visionary who has the biggest responsibility to grow the business but not to be doing everything involved in growing the business. I think that's a big um, a big trap entrepreneurs fall in. Um, I've fallen into it, and uh, I mean it's it, that is where when you fall into that trap, it's it, a lot of times it's because you think you have to do everything. You think that you're the only one that has the expertise or level of understanding to get something done, um, and and you all you're doing is getting in your own way and limiting your income. And it's a, a self limiting concept, and and you know something you buy into and. Until you realize that the faster you get out of your way and the faster you delegate something, the the more you can f- focus and concentrate on the um, on the high high concept or high capacity tasks that really you're an expert at. Um, it's, it, it, you know that's that's one of the frustrations I have with my with my members at, at times when you know I tell them, look, this is what can happen when you don't practice dentistry. When you are running an office. Or, or, or just overseeing the office, this is the kind of income, this is the kind of lifestyle you can have. You know, it, it's interesting in a, in a group of my members, looking at them from, you know, from looking down on, on them from 30,000 feet, there is, uh, you know, the old, the old pyramid holds true. 1% of them are at the very top of the income pyramid, and then the rest are scattered all throughout. I mean, it's, you know, there's 1%, there's, you know, 20% make all the money. The other 80% are, you know, barely scraping by to pay their monthly membership dues. Uh, and they're constantly frustrated and constantly looking for the next thing that's going to, you know, patch up their financial situation. And then you have the guys who don't even practice. They're, they're at the top. The, the top earner in my entire organ, in my entire membership does not practice dentistry. He hasn't practiced for a couple of years. And his income just keeps growing. His business grows about 8 to 9% a month. A month, and he is not seeing patients. He works a half a day and goes home. You know, he's got other things he does, but um, it's so possible. But until you get out of your own way and realize that you don't have to do the dentistry, you don't have to worry about human resources. 
you don't have to worry about really anything that you don't want to worry about. Um, there is somebody that you can pay to worry about just about everything in your life. And the faster you realize that, really the better off you can be. Um, at my dental office, I mean, I, I, I'll be lucky if I'm there a half an hour total time this week. I don't go there. They don't want me there. I get in the way. I frustrate people. So I stay out of the way. And I've got a great office manager. She does, you know, 98% of the things I used to do. And she is far better at it. And uh, not only that, she's there every day. So, uh, you know, I mean, I get to do stuff like this, talk with people like you and, and learn and do what I'm really good at while, you know, somebody else is doing the work that I'm, I'm no good at. So it really works out well. I mean, that's why I say I think you're more of an entrepreneur than you are a dentist, um, you know, than you are a clinician. That's your identity. But, you know, you are you get the most juice in your life out of doing things like this, like we're talking about marketing, strategy, creating systems and, and growing something, growing your businesses. So um, I don't know. That's cool. I, I wish more dentists would could see that it would, it would make it would make their lives so much easier. Well, um, and at that point, really, yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me, who's your business idol? Do you have a, a, a particular uh, person that you've sort of looked to that maybe is a historical figure, anybody that's influenced you from history or um, any modern-day, uh, you know, savant, business savants that you like? I, think, I mean, from a mindset standpoint, I think David Schwartz and his book, The, the Magic of Thinking Big, was huge for uh, the insurance industry, um, really for sales individuals in every walk of life, which most doctors hate the word sales. We're all in sales. Getting my kids to go to bed at night and brush their teeth is a sales job. You know, <laughs> getting my staff to come on on a Saturday and do a team training is a sales job. And thank God we get to sell health. I mean, we could be selling things that we didn't believe in. So uh, I think David Schwartz is huge in that regard. Um, for marketing, obviously, uh, the most brilliant guy I know currently walking the earth is Dan Kennedy in the, in the direct response marketing world. John Carlton and Gary Bentevega are there close right up. Uh, the late, great Gary Halbert. Uh, you know, and all the way back, I was just thumbing through earlier today an old Eugene Schwartz book, um, a Victor Schwab book, and I was kind of thumbing through Ogilvy stuff. Just, I mean, people that really had it right on, you know, what it takes to get autonomy and freedom in this world. And that's really what it boils down to. It's kind of going there with, with your comments, which are, are brilliant, that most dentists really don't accurately assess their problems. Um, they think that no one can do anything besides them. Uh, we were going to buy a practice from an individual who said, I just can't trust anybody else with my patients. <laughs> apparently, he was, he, apparently he was God's gift to wire bending. I was unaware of that. Um, I was unaware there's only one person on the planet that could be good at something. It's a very, um, it's a very conditional view, and I take a little bit more unconditional response, a little bit more creative response to people who want freedom in their life and people who want autonomy. Um, a quick story about what I do, what I do, is when we had a backlog of kids in a program here in Kansas City that, that, um, that aren't poor because there's a safety net for poor people. It's called Medicaid or social services. These are people that are low income and they have jobs and they're trying to get out of that situation. A lot of them are immigrants and we have a foundation here called Smiles Change Lives. You may have heard of it. It's all over the country now. But it started in Kansas City, and they had a backlog of patients, about 100 to 200 patients that needed to find an orthodontist. And, and most orthodontists donate one case or two cases per year. And we decided we'd have fun. And we said, how many cases do you think we'll start this month? 
and we started about 150, 160 cases that month. And I said, we're going to match every kid we start in regular braces. We're going to tell mom and dad, you know, when you choose to do business with us, you're going to choose to do business with someone who's making a difference. And we're going to give someone else in Kansas City free braces when you get your kid in free braces too. In other words, a deserving kid who just can't afford it, you know, desperately needs but can't afford braces, is going to get them because of you interacting with us. And we, we put 150 people through that program in one month. And the director... <laughs> The director, the director of that program almost dropped dead when I said, they said, well, how many do you want us to send? I said, send them all. He said, there's almost 100 people on this list. I said, great, send us those and then send us 52 more because we just matched 152. Uh, that vision, that freedom to do that is why we do what we do. And that can extend into your personal life as well. If you want to take a great vacation with your kids and you don't want to wait in line and be subject to security screening and who knows what the, the trust of the other passengers on a plane you can charter a private jet and not even bat an eye at it. If you want to stay at a really nice resort, you can do that. If you want to work a day a week on the business and spend the rest of your time doing whatever you want, there's nothing wrong with that. And this vision, this type of kind of mentality, which is being a business owner and not being a hamster on the wheel, that's where you find freedom. That's where you find true autonomy. And so um, really that's kind of what I'm all about. Man, I like that. Um that that's profound. I had not um, the way you the way you uh, framed that was was interesting. I'd never heard it explained like that before. Very cool. Hey, Jerry Jones here. Thank you for joining me on this edition of the Jerry Jones Radio Show. You've reached the end of this segment, and in just a few days, we'll post the next, or in some cases, the final segment of this show. You can always listen in to the next segment or show by visiting jerryjonesdirect.com forward slash podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Or find the show at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Jerry Jones. For more information about Jerry Jones Direct, go to jerryjonesdirect.com or give us a call, 503-339-6000. Our member ambassadors are standing by to assist you. And once again, thank you for listening to The Jerry Jones Radio Show. McDonald's chicken isn't just any chicken. It's chicken worth crossing the road for. It's tender, it's juicy, and now it's just $2. That's right. Now you can order six pieces of classic chicken McNuggets made with all white meat for just $2. And if you can't believe this amazing deal, add any size soft drink to your order for just a dollar more. Yep, your meal just got even better. Thanks to McDonald's one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. A la carte only. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. McDonald's chicken isn't just any chicken. It's chicken worth crossing the road for. It's tender, it's juicy, and now it's just $2. That's right. Now you can order six pieces of classic chicken McNuggets made with all white meat for just $2. And if you can't believe this amazing deal, add any size soft drink to your order for just a dollar more. Yep, your meal just got even better. Thanks to McDonald's one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. A la carte only. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.